Welcome to Building Great Sales Teams, a show dedicated to making sales teams tick, tick, boom. Great sales teams are not recruited, they are built block by block. Let's get to work. What's up, player? Jumped right into it. He didn't even like give me time. He just raw dog right at that recording. Like, yep, it's in ah. progress, dog. In progress. You know what happened is too many times I forgot to start recording. And so I'm just like yeah. automatic now. Start recording. Your your shit's all over the internet immediately. That's it. Everywhere and all the time take it or leave it all right so speaker airpods microphone i should sound extremely sexy because i put it right in front of me now so it sounds good and maybe looks good i don't know we're gonna find out definitely looks good definitely looks good you you excited bro how's life dude you know when you have an open calendar invite and you just send it to everybody like fuck it schedule 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 and then they all schedule on one day within three hours. That that happened to me today. And I'm just I've been like, on, yep. Back to back to back to back. I'm just like, I'm so, I have a job. I forgot what it was because I've been on so many of these damn calls. Yeah, exactly. This is, this is my day. That's this nasty. is my day. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. He's the one you know and love. I got Drewby Wilson on the show today. This is his second time on the show. I had to have him on again because an hour is not enough to get all this man's greatness into one hour. It's just not enough. So we're going to have to take a second hour here. Drewby Wilson is the vice president over at Break Free Academy. He's a multi-million dollar sales producer, and he just crossed 10 million in sales recently. And that was before MDM or after MDM? That was before MDM. That was before MDM. Okay. He's also known as the meme Lord. He's got his closer memes course that he does for that. There it is on his knuckles. If you're watching on YouTube or on uh, Instagram reels or TikTok, wherever you're seeing us at, he's also the founder of the lead stages software, best-selling author of crush the day and a podcast host, same by the same name, crush the day. Drewby, welcome to the show, brother. Well, thank you for having me back, Doug. I'm excited to be here. Um, as always, man, we could do this all day long. That's what happens when you get a couple of sales studs in the room. And you know what? I think the fun thing about chatting with you, brother, is that I know you really honestly just want to help other people succeed. And so when our minds get to turn in and we get to rambling about all the things that we've done, the experiences we had, uh, it, it's easy to see how uh, you know, maybe a bourbon and a cigar could lead us to a long evening of chatting by the fireside here, brother. So I'm excited to hang out with you for the next hour or so and, and bring some value to your audience. I know you're out there bringing good, helping people build their sales teams, create great culture and community within their their business, because ultimately, you know, that is what allows us to be the leader and step up into that next level of of entrepreneurship and, and of life, because, you know, being the leader, being the example is how we how we take it there. Man, and I, I have come so far in my business life, my personal life, the show, since you were on that first episode, I believe you were my first guest, right? 
Yeah, you were my first guest. Did I pop your podcast cherry? That's always pop my podcast cherry. Wayne Wayne doesn't count. Okay, Wayne's basically a partner on the show, right? A lot of the concepts we've developed together and everything, but you were the first person outside of Argenta that I had on the show. So it's come full circle. We're back here now. And the reason, the main reason I wanted to have you back on is because when we went through that show, it was more about the concepts of building a great sales team, right? And the show's really become understanding where entrepreneurs come from, you know, obviously how that can relate to sales or how they utilize sales to build their businesses and then really getting into like the legacy piece of it all. So one of the things that I I guess separates you from the pack when you talk about salespeople in general or sales processes is your memes course. So I wanted to walk through that a little bit. I know we touched on it slightly in the last episode, but I really wanted to do a deep dive on what that's done for you and where that came from. And then also what you're doing next with it. Cause I know you're writing a book on it too, right? Yeah. So I am writing the book on memes. As a matter of fact, uh, I am the meme Lord. Once again, I tattooed it across my fingers because I'm just that ridiculous um, and committed to being unemployable. So, and you know, I guess I could probably go work at Chipotle. Those dudes are pretty gnarly. Yeah. Anyways. Um, memes right where did the memes come from why am i the meme lord what is closer memes i've been in sales a long time um if you've been in sales you've brought that's probably why you listen to this podcast but you've been ghosted before so if for some reason you're not and you don't know what that means it's when you've had a great conversation with somebody they said they're very interested in moving forward and then they disappear right it's almost like they're dead and gone ghosted and that's you know it's kind of morbid but it is what it is and so I was having a moment where I had a lot of prospects in the pipeline, right? I'm, I'm thinking I'm working good. I got all these deals that I think are hot, but people aren't responding. So I'm getting a little frustrated, kind of like, you know, if you've been in sales, you're in a slump, you know, that you have those days. So I started thinking outside the box of what is it about me that I like and what, like, what can I do to get these people's attention? I personally always loved memes. I'm in multiple friend group chats where we send the most ridiculous, rowdiest memes uh, that we can find. I'm sure if you're like a, de- a degenerate like me, you have that same group of friends. That's why Doug's laughing because he knows exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but with that being said, I said, you know what? Send it. And I went and I found this meme. And it was basically Jim Carrey from the Ace Ventura movie. There's a scene where he's looking in like the dolphin tank. And there was a little quote across the bottom that said, you there, question mark. And I sent that meme to, I don't know, 15 or 20 people that had ghosted me over the last month. Within 15 minutes, I had multiple replies and people had signed up and moved forward on the program that I had offered them, but they hadn't responded to me in several weeks. So all of a sudden, these people who I've sent multiple messages, checking in, following up, just wanted to see if there was any questions, right? All your typical canned bullshit responses. I send out one meme, five figures in revenue, multiple sales, and multiple responses from people that said, hey, so sorry, got busy, decided not to move forward, X, Y, Z, objection, excuse, whatever. But think about it. You have 20 people who said they wanted to, to buy from you that just stop answering. And then within 15 minutes, 10 of them respond, three of them buy, and the other five or 10, you know, over the next couple of days end up responding. And so what happens is a response rate of like 70%, which is actually like, it's crazy. 
And I went, now, hold on a second. There's no way that like, <laughs> I don't know. That was pretty sweet, but like, can we do it again? Because that's what really a systems is all about, right? Can it be repeated? Mm-hmm. So I reached out to a couple of the homies said, Hey, I don't know. You're crazy enough. Like me to send this shit to a sales prospect. I know it sounds crazy, but like, just give it a try. A couple guys send out the memes. I get a call like a week or two later. It's one of my real estate friends. He says, Hey man, that meme you sent me, I just got a listing for a million dollar home in my area. And I, if you're in real estate, you know, or not in real estate commissions on a listing are probably somewhere between one and 3%. So I'll let you do the math on a million dollar home. It's not bad change. Right. And so I'm thinking like, holy mackerel, they're like, this guy's going to make good money off of a meme that he sent. That's crazy. How do I do this a bunch of times? And how do I teach other people to do it? And that's when I created the closer memes course. And that's basically, you know, for $47, I break down the exact strategies that I've used and implemented to generate more than $10 million in sales in the last three years at an average ticket price of $5,000, right? So I, and I say that because some people's like, well, a million dollars isn't that much. No, $10 million isn't that much. Like if you did 10 homes at a million dollars, like, okay, 10 sales, great. No, I've done more than $10 million at an average ticket price of $5,000. So do some math. I've done a lot of transactions. Almost all of them, I've used a meme in some form or fashion. And so what I did is said, okay, what is it that I do? What psychology? Why does this work? What is like, what's the secret behind the sauce, right? That's what people are always trying to figure out. Like, hey, what's the secret sales pitch? What's the best uh, talk pattern? How do I get the right closing line, right? There's all like, they're always looking for the secret. So my thought was, all right, well, what works and why? Well, the psychology of memes is, A, it's a pattern interrupt because the majority of salespeople follow up the same way just checking in, wanted to follow up with you. Are you ready to move forward? Do you have any questions? Did you get the invoice? Did you look over the contract? Like there's all these canned responses. And so because we're human and people are trying to sell us shit all day long, we learn to ignore those, like those messages. But when I send you a picture and you open it up and like, you have to think about it, like, well, this is different. First of all, that's a pattern interrupt, right? So now it's all, it's your thinking and I've got your attention. And then it's a picture that you recognize, but it's different, right? Because what is a meme? A meme is a picture with some overlay of text that changes the entire context of the image. Like that's the sciency part of meme is a transfer of information. Like if you, like we can talk about that in a second, but like the transfer of information. So I'm sending you a picture that you recognize, but I'm adding an overlay of text that changes the whole concept. So now I've got your attention and I'm making you think, right? So psychologically, what am I doing? I'm, I'm building a connection with you. So you see this picture that pops up and it's, you know, a guy poking his head out from behind the bleachers with you good question mark on the bottom. Now you're thinking, well, first of all, this guy's different. Who's, what sales guy sends a meme? That's weird. I like that. I like memes. That's funny. Two, like now he's showing like human connection because people don't buy from corporations and logos. They buy from people. They buy from people they know, like, and trust. And to me, I'm trying to create that level of trust by showing, hey, I'm a human. I'm going to send this meme because they're funny to me. And I think they're funny to you. 
And if they're not funny to you, then it's probably okay because we're not going to do business together. But if it is funny to you, and the thing that we've talked about is something you're actually interested in, then getting your attention may just be the thing that I needed to do because people get busy. We all have lives yeah. to live. So now I've got your attention. I've created an emotional connection. Hopefully it's lighthearted and fun, right? That's kind of the goal of the memes I'm sending. And all I need to do is get a response. Whether the response is, hey, I'm ready to move forward. Hey, not now, but next Friday. Or mm -hmm. kiss off, Druby, I'm not interested. I've gotten what I needed from that conversation now. And I can continue in the stage of the buying process that I'm working on. Right. So that's where the memes really to me was like, holy smokes. Not only can it get people's attention and do like, you know, close out the sale. Then I start zooming out and look big picture. Well, how can I use it in my marketing? How can I use it in my branding? How can I be like that guy who gets known for memes? So I went on and made a commitment. I'm going to make one new meme a day for our software program. Nice. 90 days later. I've got $2,000 a month in recurring passive revenue from software sales from making memes that wow. still pays me to this day, 18 months later. Again, do some math on that. Making memes, passive income, silly. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I'm like, I, I still, am, it's funny. I almost feel like I'm still ahead of my time, even though everybody loves memes because to, to give you some fun facts about this, and this is what we're here to be exciting, right? And share knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Memes actually comes from biology. It was uh, coined by a gentleman named Richard Dawkins back in the late 70s, early 80s, mm -hmm. in a book called The Selfish Gene, where he talks about biology and Darwinism. Because memes is really the transfer of information. So like when one animal sees another animal take a rock and smash open a coconut, and then takes that and get, you know, teaches the next animal after it. it's like, Hey, I saw that fucking monkey crack that thing with a, a rock. Let me try that. And then we can all eat more coconuts, right? Like transfer of information. That was originally what a meme was fast forward 40 years. When you think the transfer of information, that's like viral, right? When things go viral, it quickly that info information is spreading around. That's really what most memes are, is like a viral spread of information. Baby Yoda, holy shit, it's like the most exciting thing on the planet. Baby Yoda memes everywhere. Well, back in the day, we had baby uh, Beanie Babies. Beanie Babies were like the hottest thing on the planet. Everywhere you looked, it was Beanie Babies, right? That was a meme trend. So memes, it's, it's really just a transfer of information. And so my goal in using it in today's, you know, thing. This is why I'm writing the book on it. I want people to understand that they are effective because this has been going on since the dawn of time. We've been using memes and the transfer of information forever. It's how we learn to leverage those social trends and the things that get the attention of our ideal clients that will make us extremely successful using memes in our business. It makes a lot of sense. You know, I think too many times in uh, our sales careers or sales processes or sales companies, right? We put the prospect on a pedestal. We say, oh, they're not like us, you know? So we have to act a certain way. We have to be a certain way around them. And what you've done and proven with this memes course and the meme strategy is that people are people. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's a reason that 
I can talk about in Texas, I can talk about the Longhorns and all of a sudden I've got a connection with somebody. Doesn't yep. matter if they make a million dollars a year or they make 10. You know what I mean? Everybody has that genuine connection. So that meme itself, like you said, is taking something that we're all familiar with, like Ace Ventura, our age at least, right? Ace Ventura and um, making that connection. And all of a sudden it inspires emotion, right? And so a lot of what I talk about is striking or selling prospects at the height of emotion. So if you're starting with emotion with a meme and it's in the follow-up process, you're connecting with that, that, that you're making them emotional and people buy when they're what at the height of emotion. emotion. Yeah. They buy with their emotion. So you're just kind of opening that emotion back up for them. And uh, it's just, it's genius. It really is. I love it, brother. Um, Thank you. And it is, it's just another form of building rapport, you know, that transfer of information. It's like walking in somebody's office back in the eighties with the beanie baby, automatic rapport. You know what I mean? Except now you're digitally walking into the conversation with a meme of Ace Ventura or a meme of the, what's that show that the guy's from that gets out from behind Glee, the Matthew Glee. Morrison. I, I just looked it up the other day because I'm, I'm writing my book, as I said. It should mm-hmm. be out here uh, hopefully by Q4 is my goal if I stop slacking on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm considering having either him write the forward because I've literally used his meme to generate eight figures in revenue. I just yeah. think that's silly. Uh, or I'm going to reach out to Richard Dawkins and see if he'll write the forward because he's the guy that came up with the term meme. So if I can get him, uh, that'd, be, that'd be pretty rad. <laughs> yeah, that would. And yeah. that's just like the the geek in you right there. It's like, if I get him to write my forward, I could just geek I'm gonna, out on that. I'm going to sure. put it out there publicly right here. Someday you will see me do a TEDx talk on memes. I'm just oh, I'm putting that it. out there like it's going to I'm happen. here for it. I'm here for it. I'll be in the audience, brother. That's, Hell yes. That's exciting. Plus, man, that would be, that would literally be one of the most viral TED Talks ever. You know what I'm saying? Think about it. It's a TED Talk on memes. <laughs> Come on with it. From the meme Come on Lord, with it. The, That's right. The, the thumbnails needs to be of you holding up your knuckles right there. Everybody would click on that. Hell yeah. Freaking awesome. No, so that's it's it's one of the goals and it's it's important. And it's it's all part of the selling process, right? Finding mm-hmm. my own niche and finding my own way to communicate is what's allowed me to be a successful salesperson. And right. then teaching other people how to carry forward with that. That's what allows me to be a better leader. And I'm not going to say I'm the greatest, like I'm still learning like everybody, but mm-hmm. that's what I want to encourage people to do. And, and when they're hearing this is be authentic, be yourself, you know, do business with the people you want to do business with. You don't have to sell everyone. It's going to be obnoxious and you're going to not have a great time. So like yeah. work with the people that are like you and you're going to enjoy your life that much more. Yeah. It's too many salespeople try to cast a wide net or even sales organizations try to cast this super wide net. And it's okay to walk away from people that you don't jive with or the energy isn't right, whatever the case is. And one of the ways that you do that is sending them a meme. And if they don't respond, well, that ain't your person. You know what I'm saying? That's not it's my just people. that easy. Yep. All right. So when you consult, typically you consult on the follow-up game, right? And yeah. that's one of the things I've, I've recognized. If you could put that front end game in place and your follow-up game in place, you'd have a pretty sick sales process, which you guys have over at Break Free Academy. Um, I'm guessing that's where lead stages come from or tell me a little bit about that software. 
Yeah, so Lead Stages is a brainchild baby of mine that is still um, very early in development, uh, but it all comes from my sales and follow-up process. One of the things I learned early on in sales was that only 5% of people want to buy from you right now, and that leaves 95% of people who will buy in the next three to nine months, typically. Sales cycles vary by industry and, and you know product type, but I find it's usually a three to nine month cycle for most individuals. Mm. And where I really started understanding this deeper was when I started selling insurance. They sat me down with like a printed out list of Excel information, which I don't know why they wouldn't. I was on a computer, why they wouldn't just let me use Excel, but they printed it out and handed it to me in a, a phone and said, smile and dial. And so immediately I went, well, how am I going to know who I've talked to and who told me to, you know, to F off if I don't have a system? So very crudely, I went and bought some highlighters. And if they told me to F off, they got a pink highlight. And if they were like, yeah, call me back, then, you know, yellow. And if they were like, yeah, give me a quote or whatever, it was a green. And I knew to follow up with them according to the color coded system. And I didn't realize this, but it was just me trying to stay organized. So I didn't call and get yelled at because I had that happen the first couple of times. Didn't want that to happen again, right? Right. Over time in that five years in the agency, I went from using a color-coded system to building out with Allstate Corporate's team an internal CRM system that literally automated every step of the process. From the moment the lead came in, immediate contact points for the first 30 days, and then a system of, um, what did they call it? I forget what the word was, um, dispositioning. So uh-huh. like you could tag it or disposition it a certain way, and then it would go through a specific workflow after that. So it was like, hey, they, they're a new lead. I've given them an active quote, and they're very interested. So then it would tell the system, cool, follow up with them every 72 hours for the next three weeks, right? Right. And, or if it was like, hey, I reached out to them for 30 days, and then they never responded, cool. Send them letters and mailers every 60 days for infinity. And then everything that every single penny that we spent to bring a lead in the door, we knew exactly where it was going, how many times we had followed up with it, what kind of conversations occurred, if they bought, what they bought, how often, what the, you know, what, like we started tracking every little thing. So when I left insurance and came to Break Free Academy and started consulting on a big picture, what I realized most small businesses lack is a very simple system. I'm talking like high-end 50,000 plus clients, automations out the door. Most people don't even have the color code. Right. And so where I created lead stages was, hey, how can I come in and help just the, the average salesperson who really doesn't know a whole lot, but has, you know, want, has the desire to be successful? How can I teach them a simple system so that if they just implement that and track a few little KPIs, they'll be able to add an extra 25 or 30% to their top line revenue. Because if you add 20 or 30% top line revenue to a business, it's usually a game changer for them because that gives them the operating capital they need to really ramp things up, mm-hmm. right? It's not a huge percentage. So what I do is I come in and I look at, hey, when you get a lead in the door, what is the process that happens from start to finish and for how long? Because most people would be, hey, I call it a couple of times. And then if they don't answer, it goes in the drawer. And then like once a month, we do a call night and we pull out those old drawer leads and we call. Yeah. Right. Like we've all been in that company before. If you've been in the game a while. 
So to me, I go, well, if I'm going to spend $100 to acquire a lead, and a lead is a name, phone, email, contact point of some process, right? Like, assuming they're, quote, interested in my product, but we've all worked with a lot of weird lead vendors in the day, but like, yeah. right, assuming they're interested in my product, I've got a name and a contact point, and then some data that shows that interest. Well, if I'm going to pay $100 to acquire that information, I want to push every single button I can to try to get a return on that $100 investment. So to me, I know the statistics are 87% of leads buy from the first person they speak to. Sounds kind of crazy, but like when someone's interested and they want to buy stuff, they usually want to buy right now, right? That's that 5%. So I knew if I got a lead in, I needed to be able to contact them as soon as humanly possible. So my first thing was when I get a lead in, I'm going to call them right away. That's my priority. Every time a new email comes through with a lead, I stop whatever I'm doing and I'm calling them right away because if I can be the first person to get them, I got a better chance to get the deal. But a lot of times when you're buying leads, they're getting sold to seven different people at the same time. So now you're in a battle with eight other contractors blowing up this person's phone. They get up slow, like, well, all I wanted was some information. And now I got nine different people calling me. And so most people call two or three times and then they stop doesn't mean that the prospect isn't still interested. It just means that they didn't want to talk to nine different people all at once. They got overwhelmed. And this happens a lot in the buying process, right? People get overwhelmed. So my thought is, how do I continue following up with them? Again, if you go Google the statistics, increasingly between the third touch point and the 12th touch point, the closing ratio goes from like a 10% to a 20 to a 30 to like a 90% anything like in that eight to 12% or eight to 12 touch points. What does that tell me? Hey man, they don't buy right away. I need to follow up with them for like a long time because it's going to give me a better chance to actually sell them what they need. Right. So it it doesn't make sense to waste this hundred dollars. If I'm going to spend a hundred dollars and I can keep like going back and trying to make an effort to get a return on it. If I put a hundred dollars into the video game, and I don't stay and play out the whole hundred dollars worth of credits. Like what was the point of that? Yeah. Like if you take your kids to the arcade, you put a hundred dollars in the machine, you're going to make them sit there until they use every damn one of them. Every quarters, dollar. Right. Or Why give, aren't you give, doing that to your sales team? Or give me the credit on the card. We'll use it next time. You know, one or the other. But usually that's not how it works. Like once the right. money's in, it's in. That's in. Right. And that's how it is with marketing leads. Once you've spent that money, like if you don't get it back, that's on you. So what I do and and why I created lead stages is I basically break it down into simple. You have four stages. That's the easiest way to look at this. You've got your, your fresh leads, which is somebody who's just come in the door and who you still need to have a real serious buying conversation with. To me, those guys need to be followed up with for at least 30 days. I'm not going to go deep into all my sales processes because I am for sale for consulting that I can really dial deep and help you do this. Uh, But I'll give you the basics, right? Follow up with those leads for at least 30 days. In that first 30 days, if you have a real conversation with them and you make them an offer, they become a right now deal because now you've given them an offer and it's on them to make a decision whether they're going to buy or not. So it's on you to close the deal at that point, right? Or I reach out to them for 30 days. There's no additional contact or no decision is made. 
and I can base it on if I've had zero contact, it's a dead lead and I'm going to move it over to a dead leads category. If there's some contact or some level of interest, but they're not ready to move forward, then I have additional categories I can put them in. So I'm going to go to those in a second here, right? But we've got our fresh leads or these guys just came in. We've got to get a real conversation. Real conversation happens. It's a right now deal. Now it's mm -hmm. like, hey, this is a hot prospect and I probably need to follow up with them like every day, every three days, kind of depending on where they're at in that conversation. Hey, I'm ready on Friday. Cool. I'm not going to call you on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday just to make sure you're still ready. You're going to get pissed. Awesome, man. I'll talk to you on Friday morning just to make sure everything's lined up and good to go. In the meantime, do you need anything from me? Nope. Cool. Calendar appointment for Friday to follow up and close that deal. But if they're like, well, I got to talk to my spouse, I got to talk to my partner, right? Like there's a decision making. All right, cool. When's the next best time for me to follow up? And if they don't give me that and they just kind of go on about their day, 48 hours at the latest, I'm checking back in. Hey, man, I haven't heard from you. Just wanted to make sure you had everything you need to make a decision. Hey, here's a meme. You good? Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> sounded like you were ready to go, but then like, uh, I don't know where you went, brother. Like, yeah. So that's part of that right now deals, right? Like, hey, these are hot prospects. These are deals that need to be worked because either they're going to close or they're going to move into the category of a someday deal. And a someday deal is, hey, we've had some conversations, like they're probably a good fit for the service, but there is some main objection that they haven't been able to get over yet, whether it's the price that they can't afford it yet. Um, they haven't been able to convince their spouse or business partner that they want, you know, like that it's a good investment or it sometimes really is just a timing thing for people. Hey, I'm going to do this, but not until X thing happens, because that's when I'll be in a position to make that move. And I know a lot of people hate to hear that, but it's the God's honest truth. There have been times in my buying process where I'm like, listen, my money's in like I'm good. Like, yes, but not until July 1st. Right. right. Like you have to plan for that. So those are those someday deals. And so you've got fresh leads, right now deals, someday deals. Someday deals are the ones that you're periodically following up with, right? It's like an hour or two every week, just checking in on someday deals. Hey man, just want to see how you're doing, provide value, give feedback, right? How can you help this person get off of the fence? What is it that they need? You know, what ramp can you help them build over the roadblock that's preventing them from moving forward with your service? Mm -hmm. And then You've got dead leads, right? These are people that you've called, you've exhausted every contact point for like a whole year. You've been doing nothing but reaching out and getting zero response. All right, well, that's a dead lead. Here's a secret though. When you hire a new guy and you need him to be able to get used to getting on the phones, hey baby, old leads are gold leads. Going digging, yeah. right? And you're going to dig through the graveyard and you're going to call all these old ass people that have never responded and you're going to see hey man we got your information last year and we never heard back we just want to see did you still need any help with x y and z because that's a great way to get people comfortable having conversations and getting used to the rejection because i'm going to be honest with you like you got to season your guys with rejection right it's just how it is and they're um, going to get more of it with those old leads too and, and so you're going to you know weed out the ones that aren't for it you know? Well, and it gives them practice having these conversations because that's really what creates a great salesperson is just understanding how to have conversations with people, being empathetic, learning to listen, and then being confident in their delivery. And part of that confidence is repetition. 
So that's why I love putting those, you know, old leads in, in place for someone. And then you can always add a fifth category if you want for current clients, because I think a lot of people don't do a great job of following up with the people who have already given them their money and already created that level of trust. And so I think a current client's category or stage is very important because referrals, reviews, uh, more business, future upsells or repairs, right? Depending on what industry you're in, there's so much opportunity that people leave on the table by not reaching back out to their client base uh, that I think that's an important stage to have as well, or having at least a process built out for staying on top of those conversations and relationships. So that's kind of my stages process in a nutshell. So one of the things I heard you say earlier is the, the individual sales rep doesn't really have access to systems like this. So when you were talking about your lead stages software, I imagine you're going to have a lot of competition in the like medium sized corporate business. Obviously there's a ton of, you know, lead softwares or CRMs out there, that type of stuff. But what I know about you is you speak to the individual salesperson, right? That's where the meme course comes from. It's priced for an individual. It's not priced yep. for, you know, a company to, and a company can take advantage of it for sure and teach it to their guys. That's huge. So is that what you're going to do with this? Are you going to target that individual salesperson that doesn't have a company, a quality company CRM? Yeah. So my goal with lead stages is to really target either the individual sales rep or the small to medium sized business, right? Maybe 10, 20 people at most. Um, mm -hmm. I don't want to have huge, massive systems and, and too much complication because the reason most companies fail to, to leverage CRMs properly is because of how difficult they are to utilize. Brother, you're just preaching to the choir. <laughs> yes, sir. I know I am. So like, that's, that's the thing is, is most people who are great sales professionals or great service professionals, they're not always tech savvy. And so my goal with lead stages is to basically come in and say, Hey man, if you're as dumb as I was when I was getting started doing this, here's a plug and play system that if you can just follow the routine, like microwave directions, I promise you, you're going to have more sales just like by stumbling over it, right? Like I'm not going to guarantee it because you still got to do the work, but like, right. if you just follow the microwave directions of when a new lead comes in, you call it this day, this day, this day, this day, and this day, and you try to kind of have a conversation with them then okay, cool. And if you actually do that with every lead that comes in, guess what's going to happen? You're going to have more success because it's a numbers game. Most people don't track the numbers and have no repeatable process. So to me, it's like, hey, if I'm spending $100 to acquire a lead and I know every time I get one of those leads, I take it through the same process and then I find another guy who will sell me leads for $50, and I take those leads through the same process, but I get a better result, then I can stop paying this guy a hundred bucks and I can double down my spend over here with this guy. But if every time a lead comes in, I half-ass it or I treat it differently and I have no way of like keeping track of where it was or what I did with it, then I'm basically just throwing shit at the wall and hoping at the end of the day, I scrape something off and have enough money to survive. So when I'm talking to the regular person, the small business owner, the individual sales rep, all I'm trying to give them is a very simple system and process that they can say, cool, every time I get a lead, this is where it goes. 
this is what's going to happen. And I'm going to treat it this same exact way. Because here's the thing, man, if you just do it the same way every time, it's a lot easier. Then no matter what you're going through in your personal life, whether you're having an awesome day or a really shitty day, you're just following the process and doing the same thing. It's microwave directions. You're going to get a pretty similar product every single time. Sometimes you microwave your hot pocket and it's freaking bomb. Sometimes you microwave it for two minutes and it's all roasted. You're like, what the fuck? But it wasn't you that changed. It was the per like the material. Same right. thing with prospecting and sales, right? It's it, if your process stays the same, then your your people are the variable, and that's where you can really start making the difference. As you learn how to read people, you learn how to be a better sales professional. That's a mm -hmm. different part of the conversation. But like, again, back to the numbers game. If you're just showing up and tracking this, then it's a lot easier to understand. Okay, cool. Here's where I'm successful, and here's what works. And I'm going to add one more thing to this because I, I want to add on to that. My simple metric for tracking, hey, how do I know if I'm having a successful day? And how can you know if your sales rep are having a successful day? I look at it like this, 100, 10, 2. I'm trying to make 100 outbound contact attempts. I'm trying to have 10 serious conversations. And I'm trying to close two deals. Now, I'm not trying to do all of those every day. That would be badass. And some days you have that and it's freaking woo. But it's very yeah. rare that that happens. But if I can get two out of three of those every day, I'm moving the needle forward. Because if I make 100 outbound contact attempts and I have 10 serious conversations, but I don't close any deals, and I know I'm going to follow up with those 10 conversations, then I can reasonably estimate over the next 30 to 60 days, at least two of those deals will close. Because that's just, I mean, 20% close rate is kind of like almost yeah. inevitable if you just have conversations. In with every people. business, in every business, every product, it's 20%. <laughs> Correct. So again, so I know, hey, if I've had 10 conversations, at least two of those will close in the next 30 days. But then there are days where it's like, man, I get on the, my first 10 calls are bangers. I'm like, bam, bam, bam. And like, I even close a couple. But I don't get to make 100 calls because I've been working those deals and closing those deals. So I still look at that of like, all right, well, I had 10 conversations and I closed two deals. Even though I didn't plant a hundred seeds, I got to harvest a couple that I've been working on. Well, and also let's just say you have two closes to start out the day, the contract signed, you start the day that way, you still have your consistency as key piece. You know what I'm saying? So you're still going to, if you don't have any other work to do on those two closings, you're still going to try and make those hundred contacts. You know what I'm saying? Correct to keep that Correct. consistency because then that's how you compound right yeah because most guys will get those two closings in the morning and be like i'm Oops. out dog cool <laughs> can't wait till friday's check comes in but then next tuesday when they're sitting there and they got no deals to work and they're like fuck man what am i gonna like friday's gonna be here and i'm not gonna have no money pipeline because they up. weren't consistent they weren't filling the pipeline right that's my method i like it's tried and true I don't care where you're from, what you do. If you can make two sales, uh, you know, pretty consistently, then you're going to make a good living. So 100 contact, 110, two. Two out of three of those in a day, and you're having a pretty damn solid day, in my opinion. And if you stay consistent with that, 22 days a month or 20 days a month, right? Your, your average working month, I mean, it's almost inevitable, man. You can't not make at least a living. I love it, brother. I love it. All right, let's step over to the next part of the conversation. And honestly, why I reached out to you 
because I, I have, and you've probably seen it in my social media, in my post, you know, I'm building my machine. I'm, I'm preaching the good word. All right. And the good word right now is apex. Okay. And I just do like every, you know, every win that I have, I can tie it back to something I either learned in apex, a connection I made there or, um, just being in the right room. Right. And so I think it's part of my responsibility and, and hopefully you see this, you know what I mean? In your inbox every now and then somebody comes through and says, Hey, Doug sent me over, you know what I mean? Three-way contact, whatever the case is, because I do, if I find something that's amazing, you know what I mean? Whether it's an install partner, a software or a mastermind, I want to tell everybody about it and I want them to benefit. You know what I'm saying? And that creates stronger relationships and then a legacy, right? And so uh, I want to talk about Apex and the struggle that I have presenting this product to other people. You know what I'm saying? And, and it, it's almost shameful to call it a product, right? Uh, it's a cult, uh, mastermind. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it has, I mean, if you look at the time from when I joined and when I joined, Alicia and I were, we had reconnected already. You know, we had talked about moving back in together to to now and this is on the personal side right to now we just got remarried on monday on the, same, on the same day as our original marriage right so divorced to uh reconciled to married and i and i can honestly say and i put this in my post i shouted you out in my post and i shouted out several other uh men that are important to me and that i i i look to when i when i say okay this is how i need to be right whether it's, it's how you handle your family or ha how you handle your wife, you know what I'm saying? And I don't mean handle in the misogynistic sense. <laughs> no, I mean, how you handle your business. Yeah. Um, that, that has affected me a lot. Obviously on the business side, I've got all these new tools, softwares, connections, uh, clients, you know what I mean? And, and all through Apex. And then the, the most important piece, which is the mindset piece you know, which comes from several concepts that you and Ryan and other leaders in Apex have presented to us and we've taken pieces of them and molded it into our own mission and core values and how we operate in life, you know what I'm saying? Giving us those raw pieces to kind of meld them into our own, you know, recipe, I guess you could say for success. Uh, the mindset piece has been huge and that's the hardest piece to explain, I would say. So walk me through it. And, I, and if I can, I'll kind of like talk to some of the things that you're saying in there as you walk through it to kind of give that firsthand experience from it. So this is one thing that I find a lot of people struggle with. So you're not alone, Doug, don't worry. I think one of the benefits to me and where I've been able to be successful with, you know, helping people become a part of our program is having lived it, having gone through the experience, having truly you know, drank the Kool-Aid of the cult and like, you know, full in like my whole family, you know, we live this, but Apex is a professional network of like-minded, success-driven entrepreneurs, business owners, and investors who share the same mission. And that mission is to represent what winning looks like at all times. The way that we live that mission is through core values. Those core values are we do the work. We go above and beyond. We do what we say we're going to do when we say we're going to do it. 
and we make no excuses. And in doing so, having a network who shares that mission, who lives by those core values, we are able to collectively help each other become the most elite version of ourselves. It's like poetry. <laughs> I've worked and out a long time, brother. Yeah, been, a little bit, you right? Know, but that's the hard, that's the hard part for me because you're just explaining one piece, right? And so, you know, when I, when I teach people how to sell a product, you know, it, it, it goes through the same filter. You know what I'm saying? I have this product filter in my head that I'm able to spit it out the other side, create a sales process, create a script, create a follow-up process, create recruiting for that sales team that's going to sell that product, create an avatar for the salesperson they want. You know what I'm saying? I'm able to do all these things. And it's very difficult to do with Apex because it is. It's almost... Um, because it goes from mindset to tactical, practical things that you need in everyday business. You know what I mean? And it covers so much. You can't, it's so hard to package. So that, can I, can I help explain why it's hard for you to do that? Because a lot of times in sales and I'm not, um, you know, I, I know you're an amazing salesperson and you've trained amazing salespeople. What I've been taught is one call, one problem, one solution, right? When you give people too much information, it's hard for them to make a decision, right? Right. There's too many emotions going on. They're, they're, they're battling the logic of all these decisions and the emotion of what they want. So it makes it difficult for them to make a decision. One call, one problem, one solution. The problem you're having in explaining it to people is because you know it does so many things to help people that you want to explain all of them because you've had so much benefit in so many areas, right? Your mindset is better. Your health is better. You look fantastic, right? Like you're the healthiest you've ever been. Your relationship better than it's ever been. Your business firing on all cylinders, more successful. You want all of those things. You want to explain how all of those things have happened for you from this one thing. And you're like, Oh, right. I get it. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I live it. But where the struggle is, is the person on the other side of that conversation, they have one thing that if they could just fix that one thing in their life, all the other stuff would be easy to fix too. But they're stuck on that one thing. And because you haven't been, I'll say trained to have the conversation of understanding what that one thing is for them yet. Mm -hmm you're giving them an overload of information, which makes you feel like you don't know how to pitch it because you're just like, well, what do I talk about? There's like 19 yeah. million different things that you'll get from it. And you want to explain that, but you also recognize as a sales professional that you don't want to like, you don't want to kill the sale Throw before you can it. even pass the referral <laughs> off. Right. Yeah. But yeah. that's a beautiful thing about what we do in, and why it's so difficult for people to understand from a sales perspective, because we've hired, Dozens of guys have come through and, and out those doors over the years since I've been here. And what they never understood is that we are not salespeople. We are servants. And it kind of ties in line with that whole cult thing, but that's a different conversation, right? <laughs> but like, no, no, we're servants. And what I mean yeah. by that is when we work with our guys and our team to have conversations, to accept members into our community. Because that's what we are. We are a professional network. We are a community of like-minded individuals. Mm 
our guys are, are learning how to have the right conversation, to ask the right questions, to understand, hey, is this person committed to the mission? What's the mission, Doug? Become the most leader version of ourselves. No, to represent what winning looks like at all times. See? I hear them both, so. <laughs> I know, but, but and, and that's on us too, and that's something we're working on. But no, the, the yeah. mission is to represent what winning looks like at all times. And so our guys are really just here to have that conversation and ask the questions of, A, are you committed to this? Like, are you committed to the mission? Do you want to represent what winning looks like? Awesome. What does winning look like to you? All right. Well, it sounds like if you were having more success in your business and you had a marketing strategy that was generating leads, it would give you the time to go and be with your family, which would allow you to rebuild your relationships which would give you a better mindset so that when you're waking up and next to your beautiful wife and touching her butt before you go to the office, you're not screaming at the guys at the office because they're not making sales because they don't have a proper system and training in place, which full circle means that you're making more money, you're sleeping next to your beautiful wife, and you got a team of people running your business for you that allows you to go and do the things that you want to do with your kids. Does that sound like what would you know put you to sleep at night, Doug? Yeah, Drewby, that does sound like what I could use. Awesome. Here's how we're going to help you achieve that. We're going to help you dial in on these core values. And every decision that you make and every action that you take moving forward is going to be built around this system and process because these core values will allow you to create that success. Are you, again, committed to being that person? Yes. Wonderful. Here's the next steps. Welcome to the family. Yeah. And you're shaking you like it. Where's my credit card? Yeah. Sign me up again, sir. Take my that's, money. That's what I'm, I'm realizing I'm missing. All I have to do is walk through my perfect day and talk about how apex have, has helped me with each pieces of those. You know what I'm saying? So that's that. I feel like that's where it's at. It's the day waking up in the morning, having my mindset, right? Because, you know, I listen to Monday motivation or I listen to a podcast from one of my other apex members or because somebody taught me how to meditate or somebody taught me affirmations like ryan walks through his affirmations every morning you know what i'm saying like and you could really dial it down to to you know or you know the perfect day concept and then tying that back into how apex contributed to each piece of that you know what i'm saying so i think that's a something that i'll i'll use moving forward and and the thing is you it's not like I'm out there trying to sell Apex and that I make a dollar from selling it. It's that I get the question all the time. Yeah. What is Apex and why are you in it? You know what I'm saying? And so I just want to do a better job of answering that question completely. So, well, hey, man, but, I'm grateful for that because I, I truly know that you are that that dude. You're out mm -hmm. there. You're spreading the good word. And, and I've seen you live it, right? It, it's not lip service. It's not like, Oh, you know, these guys are going to give me a kickback on the back end. Like, we're not paying you nothing. I, I will be the first to tell people, hey, he ain't making nothing <laughs> off of me, son. Uh, no, but I do <laughs> love Doug. And, and it, it, listen, man, we're changing lives. That's why you created this podcast. That's why you do what you do. That's why you pour into your team the way that you do, because you truly want other people to succeed. And that's why you want to talk about Apex. It's because it's something that you recognize and give credit to helping you create the success that you have in your life. And like, that to me means more than you even know, man. Like it is an absolute honor to know you're a guy out there who's 
done exactly what we asked them to do, who's been coachable, who's been willing to be vulnerable, and who said, I'm willing to come back into the community and give what I do know. I don't know what I don't know. That's why I'm here. But the things I do, you know, have familiarity with, I will share in abundance because that's what really creates success. That's how you build great sales teams. That's how you build great families. You're willing to share that and create that community. And that's why you want to talk about it. And, and it just means the world to us, brother. So I hope you know that. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. So let's get into some of the pieces of that, right? So you talked about being vulnerable. And I think this is the biggest hiccup people have when it comes to building your machine. So building your machine is a concept within Break Free Academy. You get access to this course. And you kind of kind of hesitated earlier when I mentioned it because I think so many people think Apex is just building your machine, which is not. You know, we we saw that review a while back and right away the guy was talking about, oh, you're supposed to do this building your machine and that's what you're paying for. That's like a tenth of what so, you're paying for. Here's the thing. A lot of what we attract people with is the sexy side of success, right? If you make mm -hmm. more money, you can use it as a tool. You can buy fancy things. You can go on trips. You can do this. You right. can do that, right? Money is a tool that we can use to do a lot of different things. You can do good. You can do bad, right? Our thing is to encourage people to make money and do good with it, right? And give back to their community and, and provide. But what ultimately we want you to understand when we're talking about building the machine is that you are the machine. What you do, the energy that you output every day, the way that you leverage your time, that you utilize your skill set, that you put that mind to work in that meat bag that you're carrying around all day. That is the machine that we're teaching you to build. It's systems, it's processes, it's routines, it's I'm going to wake up and I'm going to meditate and think about things I'm grateful for for 15 minutes every morning. Why? Well, the hoodoo voodoo of it is if I don't focus on the things that make me angry, I'm not going to be starting my day off pissed off all day because inevitably things are going to happen that are going to make you upset. So if you've got a reserve of gratitude and recognition for the fact that you woke up in a bed and not on the streets and that you had food in your refrigerator to put in your stomach instead of having to go and beg for food on the corner, and that your wife is laying next to you in bed when you wake up instead of with some other asshole because you couldn't get your shit together, right? All right, well, life don't look so bad when that guy wants to call and cancel the deal. Cool, man. What, what made you decide to make that decision today? Like, was there anything I could have done differently to, to made, you know, help you have made a better decision to begin with or to have facilitated this to be what you were expecting? Because I'm not pissed off because some other dude's sleeping with my wife now and I'm like, man, screw you guy. Like, of course you want to cancel you scumbag. No, like I have a little more respect for the situation, right? Like, yeah. Hey brother, I understand things happen sometimes. Like I've been in those situations. Was there anything else I could have done to solve that problem? for you? No. All right, man. Well, I hate to hear that again. You know, if you ever need me, I'll still be here, but in my mind, no matter how mad he is, I woke up next to my beautiful wife this morning. I don't care what like rest of the day don't matter. My wife, my kid, right? my house, my little puppies, the fact that I get to hang out here and, and do these podcasts with you, I got a lot of shit in my life to be grateful for. So no matter what comes my way, I'm good. And that's the thing that people don't understand, right? The machine is all in here. Mm -hmm. It's the systems. It's the things. It's the way we think. It's the way we operate. It's the decisions that we make every day. 
It's how we make those decisions, right? That's why those core values are so important because when I come up on a tough decision, I'm going to look at my core values. Hey, does it lead to me doing the work? Am I going above and beyond? Am I going to actually do this thing when I say I'm going to do it? Am I going to have any reason to make an excuse on this, right? And that is a big one because a lot of people will make promises, but then not actually be like realistic about it. I'm 100% guilty of it with my son. And this is like a personal side that I'm working on, like not making promises that I can't 100% keep. But most people they are like, they hear build the machine. It's like, oh, this business and marketing and sales. and ah. No, the machine's in here. We get this thing dialed in, everything else will fall in line. I love it, man. It's very true. And, and I'm right there with you on the personal side, man. <laughs> it's a... Uh... It's crazy what we will uh, what we will do to further our business or to for another individual that's part of our network, but then when our own kids asking us to do it, sometimes we fail in that area. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it's be it is it's because the people you love the most are the ones you take advantage of first. It's just true because you know that they're gonna love you no matter what. You know what I'm saying? And so that's, that's the sad truth. That's the sad truth, and you know, like you said, you're working on it. I'm working on it too. Uh, I have got to do a lemonade stand like in the next two weeks or I'm in trouble, period. <laughs> like, <laughs> Hey man, you know what you do? Pop that lemonade stand up at the, the reception, big dog. That's a twofer. Tickets. Not- you guys want to make a couple bucks? These guys are all going to be tipsy and they're all going to have singles in their pocket. Go sell yeah. you some lemonade. Hey, you guys are going to need a refresher between rounds. <laughs> or you need i to won't have even one charge less... you a consulting fee for that one <laughs> or you just need to have one less alcoholic drink maybe not that's me. A I'm big... on 75 hard i'm on water diet only, yeah so that's the biggest thing i'm i'm worried about is like it's open bar there's gonna be plenty of drinks flowing like my me and mine we got places on site you know what i'm saying we're walking to the cabins you know nice but Everybody else can have to figure out how to get to the Airbnb, you know what I'm saying, or the hotel. So. Don't worry. We'll bounce them on out of there, bro. I've got experience in that game, too. Oh, it's fun stuff. But, yeah, so we're what we're talking about is the, the reception for the wedding we're having this weekend. And we decided, you know what, we're celebrating this reunion, so we're just going to throw a big old barbecue. We're going to have Black's Barbecue Catering and their freaking beast, dude. Top five barbecue all time, in my opinion. So, we're, we're, we're excited about it, man. And we're honored that you and Kayla are going to be able to come, man. I'm so excited about that. I'm grateful for the invitation to be there for the invitation to be here, man. I know we're coming up on time soon. And, and, and again, brother, I, I just really want you to know how much we appreciate you going above and beyond, you know, and doing the work and not making excuses when shit gets hard, brother, because it does. And, and as we go through these growing pains, there are things that we experience. And that's the beauty of a program like Apex is not only do you get the tactical side of things, but then you have a community of people that you can go and be vulnerable around. Because a lot of times, business owners and, and sales professionals at the top of their game, there's not too many people they can really get real with. And so when you find a tribe like Apex, where you can have that vulnerability and know that you're going to get people who will be empathetic, but also be confident in saying, all right, cool. You cried about it like a little bitch. Now, what are you going to do to fix it? Right. And, And that's the beauty of the community is you have individuals like yourself, Doug, who will be soft and hear you out, but then be confident and hard enough to drive you to make the change that you need 
to create the success you want out of life. And because we all recognize that success is a perspective, what I see as success is different than what you see is different than what Stuman sees and everybody else. But again, we all share the same mission to represent what winning looks like. And what does that mean? It means that we're all successful. Whatever that may look like, we all agree that we're here to help each other create that success. And the work isn't done until we do. Bing bong. All right, brother. If people want to get a hold of you, they want access to your memes course. They want to talk more about Apex. Where are they going? Easiest place to find me is connectwithdruby.com. So that's D-R-E-W-B-I-E, connectwithdruby.com. Um, it's got a link to all my social medias. It's got a link to download my free PDF version of my book. You can get uh, Closer Memes is on there. Again, man, my whole thing is I really just want to inspire people to see what's possible in themselves. I want to help extract that greatness by giving them some simple processes and routines that they can implement in their daily routine uh, to create and track that success. And ultimately, I want to make memes and troll the internet and get paid for it. So uh, all things considered, go to connectwithdruby.com, follow me, connect with me, all uh, happy to share with anyone who reaches out, Doug, because, man, I'm just grateful to be here, brother. Awesome. We appreciate you, man. And wherever you consume podcasts, those links and notes will be in the show notes there. So just go check them out and connect with Druby. Appreciate you guys. Let's get going. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Building Great Sales Teams. Be sure to appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get notifications as new episodes become available. Remember, great sales teams are not recruited. They are built block by block. Until next time.